This is the S.J. Childs Show, hosted by S.J. Childs, streaming on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Find us on all social medias. The S.J. Childs Show, bringing value to families through education and resources. Check us out weekly, where we'll have new and exciting guests. Thanks so much for your support. Enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by S.J. Childs Books for Children. Visit sjchilds.org today to check out their special needs book collection. Teach inclusion and your diversity in this special seven book collection. Get yours today. This episode's sponsors include Blinky Minky Blankets, handmade double-sided minky blankets, highest quality and craftsmanship, creating your perfect blanket for your loved one as a special forever gift. Code word the mouth for discount today. By Danaball Legal Services. Avoid common legal mistakes and protect your small business. Dana makes it affordable for your Utah small business to avoid common legal mistakes with business operations, contracts, and employees. Get more information today at danaballlaw.com. By Moving with Autism, a service for autism families seeking real estate and design services that provide support for their child's development and family lifestyle. Natalie Castro is a Utah autism real estate specialist and autism sibling whose mission is to connect families to community support with sensory-friendly designs and relocation services. By Elevation Chiropractic Center. Get started on your path to full health. Elevation Chiropractic Center uses the upper cervical chiropractic technique to get results by identifying and solving the root issues of your medical condition quickly and safely. Elevation Chiropractic Center, Salt Lake City, Utah. This story is brought to you by Water and Body Basics, West Valley City, Utah. Hi, and welcome to the SJ Childs Show. I'm your host, SJ Childs, and today I have a wonderful guest, Comedy Wood. Please tell me I said it right on that practice. You got it. <laughs> oh, I'm so thankful uh, to have you here today. Grateful for your time. And um, yeah, we're going to have a really wonderful conversation. I think that our passions um, are very parallel and we'll have a lot of things to discuss. Give us an introduction about yourself and, and why you're here today. Well, thank you for having me first and foremost. I really appreciate it. Um, Well, so personally, I am the mom of five. Um, My youngest is eight and my oldest is 20. Okay. Uh, So I've got the gamut. Uh, But professionally, I do work with individuals on really helping them heal that relationship with themselves. And truthfully, what that's about is helping people get that sense of deep clarity, deep sense of self-acceptance. Because when we have that strong foundation with ourselves, we're able to then move forward professionally and personally because we're coming from that whole and complete place. And oftentimes what happens is we look externally to fill those holes and gaps. And what ends up happening is when those external forces are no longer there or they shift and move, our whole being or our whole world seems to crumble or we feel like we can't move forward. And so really my work is all about helping people understand themselves on that deeper level, understand that they are a right being as they are. And that if they can just dial into their own unique gifts and their own value system, they can live into the world and into the life that they want for themselves. And truly it's their, it's their autonomy 
that creates happiness, right? We yeah. can't expect somebody else to make us happy. That was a long-winded way to tell you. <laughs> no, I love it. No, I love that you work with younger people, you know, with teens, with young adults, because that's the age group that that don't know how to find this inner strength. They don't know how to look within. You know, I mean, I hope that my children do because I know how and I'm teaching them how. But when uh, you know, for uh, I don't know about your background, for example, but for mine. My parents were career minded. They had their careers. They were busy. They didn't have time to teach me how to be myself. And I think our generation now, this, you know, we kind of saw the trauma that was left from those things, the trauma that was left from that um, emptiness or loneliness, not being able to, whoops, finding all these external things to fill those spaces, to try to find out about ourselves. But I think now, um, not to mention back then, there was more of a stigma, right? Or more of a, ooh, just put it away, shove it under the rug. Don't let people see that. No, no, no. You know, don't want to be, that's not good. But now it's not like that anymore. Show Mm -hmm. us what, like, let us see, let us, we, that's how you really have relationships with other people, not by hiding parts of yourself, but by showing. Exactly. 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 And coming to that, when I say deep self-acceptance, it's about recognizing that whatever emotions you're having, they don't have to be a bad thing. Yeah. You know, a lot of us were, were brought up in the age of, um, you know, don't be sad, be brave, right? right? If you cry, it's a weakness. And what if we just turn that on its head and simply say the emotion is not bad or good. It's neither. It's just an emotion. Yes. And it's here to, to bring us a message of something we need. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if we're feeling the emotion of happiness, we need you know, more, more of that. We need more connection or whatever it may be. If we're feeling sad, it might be, again, we need connection. Either way, it's here to tell us what we need. And if we can access that and start sourcing that for ourselves, we can start and we can engage in those deeper intimate relationships with people. Yeah, definitely. And it's really hard, especially I'm sure that you see there's so many um, teens going, I mean, this, you know, pandemic for one, mm. what a traumatic, if nobody had experienced trauma in their life before this, now they have right now, everybody has kind of had a form of trauma in having to, uh, you know, be digressed from society, from their friendships, from the relationships. I mean, I know in my own children who do have autism and therefore socially have a little bit harder challenges to face with mm-hmm. those types of things. Well, now we don't have any social availabilities except for on a computer right. screen. And right. it's so hard to help children like learn how to have conversations with somebody on a computer. And it's just, it's so much more challenging. Absolutely. I think that it, it is, it, it's so interesting because I think that at, at first the stress level of teens actually went down when we first started mm-hmm. with the pandemic because suddenly they didn't have as many polls on so them, true. right? Because all of the stressors. Then as we went down into the month, you know, now yes. over a year, year and a half, two the years, isolation. Now the isolation is really starting to have its effects yeah. because you can only go so long where you're not, I mean, as humans are relational beings. So yeah. it is important to find that support system or those people that we really do resonate with who can that we can get vulnerable with. Yeah. Definitely. And in that space of vulnerability is really where you find your own strengths and, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of face your weaknesses, really, you have to. Um, but teaching, you know, that is such an important 
uh, service that you provide for communities. Tell us a little bit about um, your program. Like if someone were to reach out and get a hold of you through email or on your website, tell us what that process looks like. Sure. So the very first thing is we always have an empowered conversation with each other because the truth is it has to be a fit for both of us because coaching is not like therapy, right? So, and and I am not putting down therapy at all, hundred percent believe in therapy, but they're just different areas. Coaching is really about the decision that I need to, I'm here and I need to move forward and I want to be generative. So it's really about taking ownership of that Mm -hmm. and recognizing that as the coach, I'm not there to fix. I'm there as that co-collaborator. And so there has to be that, that resonance between both of us. Um, So it's really a simple conversation about what's coming up. What, what, what are you trying to work on? What would you like to achieve to even to see if how I approach coaching makes sense for what you're looking for? Cause there's so many of us and we all have our different ways that we approach it in terms of how I approach it. Um, you know, I have like a generalized uh, program that I, I've deemed the name, it's Rise Up, which essentially stands for revealing that old story, doing the inner work, becoming really self-aware, putting elements in place, um, unlearning that old, the old way, the old story, and then programming the new one. Love it. I say, I say it's generalized though, because I don't, every person's going to be different and we're all coming at it from different places. So if I tried to say it's step one, two, three, four, five, six, it would be too generalized. And my, the way I approach the work with my clients is you are your own unique person. And if I come up, if I show up respecting that, I'm going to meet you where you are. And then we're going to work through what's present for you and go through still the same process, but it might look different between each of the clients. Yeah. Um, and so it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty easy to, to start working with me as long as there's a good fit you know, we, we work together, we work in containers of time, um, you know, cause again, it's not a one-off thing when you're doing this type of work, it's not going to be a one and done. It's, yes. it's recognizing I'm committing to myself. And when I put this work in on myself, it is going to exponentially pay back. Meaning yeah. I'm going to see it not just in my own world, but in my relationships, both social family, uh, my professional world. So it's going to ex- exponentially, um, be returned. Isn't that the truth? It really is too. It really spreads its way through all of those um, parts of your life. I agree a hundred percent. What type of, what age group do you start? What are your age groups that you normally work with? And like, if somebody were like, okay, well, I have, you know, a 12 year old or I have a, you know, 74 year old dad that needs help. Is that what kind of, what does that look like? So it's so funny you ask that because when I first started coaching, everyone said, you have to pick an age group. You have to pick a genre, like a niche. And I really like had an issue with that because I think each of us have the moments where we, we, we come up against this in different ways. So I actually have different groups of people that I work with. I actually work with kids. The way that I approach it is through story. So we do a lot of coaching through story. Then there, I work with teens and young adults. Same concept, relationship with self, but the way that we approach it and the conversations we're having are going to look slightly different than with maybe my 25 to plus. I'm just going to yes. say plus. Right? <laughs> <laughs> because the, the way that, you know, um, a teenager is going to assimilate and understand what the concept is going to be slightly different than somebody who's 35, yet it can be the same basic thing, the same foundation. It's all the same. How do I relate to myself? How do I talk to myself? How do I see myself? How can I become my own self-leader? So with that as my foundation, I'm able to then apply it to the different groups of people. And it's just the way that we're having the conversation shift. I love that. I love that. That's And that's a wonderful program and way to look at it too, because it's it's so, like you said, it can be so general, but it's so individualized because everybody is going through their own 
problems, their own things. And, and that's a lot of what I think we're giving more grace and giving more understanding for society as everybody's going through their own processes on their own journey. We're, we're hoping to, to get that message to everyone, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> no judging, just be, be graceful, please. Um, yeah, I, I think that that was like a really a good one for me because I, you know, really love to help and I love to go out and give and give and give. Um, and so sometimes I'd find myself, you know, oh, I I have to take this time to give to this person. I have to take time. And then I'm at the end going, oh my gosh, I haven't taken any time out for myself. Here I am over giving of everything. And for a mom, I mean, you can, mom of five. Oh my goodness. Like you totally get that. I have three. 21 to nine. So I completely get that age. <laughs> yep. and, everything. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it's so interesting. I wonder just as a parent have, you know, your first child. So mm-hmm. how much have you learned from that till the child number five? What, t- you know, did you change so much? Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Yes. And it's right. funny, my oldest daughter will actually tease me and say, wow, you relax a lot. Seriously, right? Mine too. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> well, because yeah. I think as a first time mom, you're coming into it. There is no book or manual sure. for how to do this. And also, the truth is, I was projecting my own story or my own insecurities exactly. as I was going through that process. And, it was 20 and that awareness, right, as we get older, or even the work that I do has really led me into this place of being able to now I do, I parent differently and I own it and there's no yeah. shame in it or any guilt in it. Yeah. It's just, it actually is, uh, I think a testament to the fact that, yeah, we're growing and evolving. Exactly. And so how we show up is going to change along with that. Yeah, no, I love that so much. And I, use, there was kind of a time period where I was feeling guilty for maybe pushing her too hard. My oldest daughter, you know, being tougher, being, and then now with uh, our children that we recognize have autism and a little bit more social and challenging struggles, we give them a lot more leeway and they have a very flexible life and things. And, you know, it's, it's definitely night and day from, from 15 years ago, raising a child. So, but yeah, it's so interesting, the personal growth that also comes with that. But now recently, just in the last couple of days, in fact, just yesterday, uh, my husband and I were listening to some things and someone, you know, we were talking about his great analogy is that we're the bows and they're the arrows. Mm-hmm. And as the bow, you can be crafted perfectly. You can be like the most beautiful thing. You know, everything can be perfect. Mm-hmm. When you shoot the arrow, that arrow is going to go where it's going to go. Like you don't have any more control. That's it. You're done. You've gone. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, you have to mm-hmm. just hope that you shot without the wind blowing at you or, you know, and all of these different types of things to hope that, but then we were listening to something yesterday saying, if your child is in a safe place to grow. And it's funny because he kept saying um, it, and he said, I'm using the word it very intentionally because it's like a plant. It's like Mm -hmm. a, it needs room to grow, room, light to grow and everything, but you can't force it to grow. You can't be in the dirt forcing that plant to grow. Like you can't Mm -hmm. be standing over it all the time, watching it, making sure, you know, like you, it has to do it on its own. And I just Mm -hmm. really loved that analogy. And it kind of took that sense of guilt away and thought, you know, she was safe. Mm -hmm. She was educated. She Mm -hmm. was loved. 
And we gave her a place to grow. Yes, it might look different than the way our children are growing now, but they all basically have the same basic needs met. So, right? Right. Yeah. And, and I love that analogy, right? Because each, <laughs> yeah. each, each, each plant has its own pot. Yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love that too. So yeah, it's really great when you can step back and recognize those things and see them for what they truly are. And um, yeah, that's so important. What type of, um, after you've had a client or something, you know, what type of like follow-up do you have? Do you, is there like a time frame where you kind of go back and check in on them and see, Hey, what's going on? Have things changed? Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting because I think um, it, it, again, varies with the client. So some of my clients will complete their, their sessions with me and. Um, hey, do you want to say hi real quickly? And you can take your little doggy head and go give that to dad. Thanks buddy. <laughs> That's DJ. <laughs> nice to meet DJ. <laughs> I love to celebrate DJ. You know, autism does not stop for podcasting and it is, his belief that he needs to be in here is just, it's his belief. It is. And he, Mm -hmm. I think he just really wants to be a little bit of a part of it. And so he just comes to check and see who it is. And and Mm -hmm. yeah, he's so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness husband's home to manage things. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Oh, Uh, sorry about that. No worries. So yeah, with my coaching, some clients will complete and feel good and they are ready to rock and roll. And and truthfully, that's great because then it means that our coaching structure really works because that's truly what it is. It's about giving people that space to know that they have these insights within themselves. Yeah. And then some clients choose to do a monthly check-in. So there are clients where we then stay on a monthly check-in base to make sure that everything is, is kind of moving along. Um, and some clients opt to do it twice a month. So it really just depends on what they, what works for them. Um, and then of course I even have my clients who will be totally fine. And then they want to do a one-off session. And for that, I would do a one-off session because now we've, we've worked on the, 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 not, I want to say majority, but we've created this foundation. We've created the, um, the, the, the new story, we've set it up into place. And now maybe they're coming up again against something that they just need to bounce some ideas off of. And so then afterwards, so I, I really would say that I stay in contact with most of my clients um, because I do think that we build that rapport and we build that relationship where they know that they're safe, right? It's that judgment-free space that they know that they can reach out and and they're going to have that supporter in me, no matter whether it's, you know, right when we complete or a year from now, that they can reach back out to me and and I'm going to know exactly who they are and know where where we left off because that's just how, that's just how I am. I love that. (laughs) And that's so important because um, there are so many, I can even think of doctors, you know, just recently that I've been to just with my kids and stuff that they're just like, and who are you and what are you here again for it? And we're like, come on, you know, <laughs> it's not that hard to, to keep up on to people, but, um, yeah, so I think it's really special that you have that, you know, and keep those types of relationships. I work that same way. You know, I set up relationships in all the places I go to grocery stores, 7-Elevens, whatever it is, wherever you set up those relationships, the easier you're going to have if you ever need help in any of those places. I, I just love that. I love to do that. It's like, I intentionally am like, okay, you know, here's this new lady at the store. I'm making friends with her. And you know, next time. It's funny you say that. Cause my, my husband will tease me when I can, or I'll come out of a store and say, 
oh, there's a new person at the local Walgreens. And he's like, how do you even know? And it's because <laughs> I have created relationships with the people that have been there. Yes. So I know when I see a new face, I'm like, oh, you haven't been here before. Exactly. Tell me about yourself. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I think it really has, um, it, it really gives both of us a little bit of a like, have them back because uh, awareness, observation, some people move throughout their life and they're just aware of literally like the coffee that they're drinking, the eggs and bacon, the desk they sit at and all of the other stuff around them is nothing. It's indifference. Right. And I, I couldn't imagine, like I sometimes find myself like, okay, get, stop thinking about what the neighbor's, you know, dog, something, blah, 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 like get back to what you're doing at work or something, you know, stop thinking about everyone else. <laughs> but I think that that's funny oh, that we do that in society, isn't it? That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Silly people. What is, um, do you have any like books or programs or events that are happening coming up? Tell us about that. Yeah, so I actually do have a book that's already been published. Uh, gosh, I want to say it was right around when COVID hit or lockdown hit. It's called Ohm, Life's Gentle Reminders. And it's actually not a cover to cover read. It's more of a compilation of different analogies from my everyday life, right? So that. one of them is a story just about sitting in traffic and while construction was happening and being frustrated at first and then realizing that this is kind of analogous to just how we do self-work, where if we just try to um, put a new layer of asphalt, if you will, over what was already there, eventually the cracks are going to seep their way through. And that's why even in construction, they've got to rip away the old asphalt before yes. they lay down the new one. It's kind of the same thing with, with self-work, right? Where we have to kind of understand and kind of take out the stuff that was there no longer serving us. And now we can lay down the new way of how we want to see things and what behaviors we want to put in place. And then it actually can it can stick without the old ways kind of coming back through. Um, so it just it's just my my sort of take on some of those everyday things and how you can look at it and say what's the possibility. So just sort of one of those books where you could pick up, read one, and kind of go about your day. Um, and then I do have a couple ebooks. Um, I'm coming out with an ebook on limiting beliefs, um, oh, which people could access through the website, which is commonywood.com. Um, and then in terms of events, I'm not doing anything super exciting right now. Really, I'm just um, spending my time doing my one-to-one -one coaching. Uh, that's kind of where my heart is and I love it. Um, and yeah. so, you know, that's, that's where I'm focusing most of my energies right now. Wonderful. Now, are you, um, you're in North Carolina, is that right? Are you on the East yeah. coast? Yeah. yeah. And so obviously I'm in Utah far apart, but if, if people want to find you and everything, do you do coaching just there? Or now that we have zoom and everything, I'm sure you can do coaching all over the world. Everywhere. Yeah, I actually do. I do. I coach uh, people from all over the world. I have um, a, few, a few clients in Europe. And then all over the the United States and Canada, so uh, it's great because we do we Zoom or we use phone yes. either one, and we're able to I'm able to serve people from wherever and time zones. Yeah, they can be interesting to work with, but we just get creative with how exactly. we're going to do it, and it works exactly. <laughs> Same with me, right? It's hooking up with people all over the world sometimes. Sometimes you got to take that six o'clock podcast to meet with that yes, person exactly. in Rochester, you know, <laughs> I completely get it. Yeah. 
Oh, I love that. I'm so, so happy that we were able to connect. And again, I want to thank you for your patience and having to reschedule a couple of times, but really happy to have gotten the time with you. If if um, our listeners and viewers want to find you, uh, you had said your website, but tell us your links again, and we'll make sure to have them all so that we can f- have an easier time to find you. Sure. My website is commonywood.com. And then uh, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Pinterest are all the handle. It's authentic me. Um, oh, great. And then I am on LinkedIn as well, just with my, with my name. So uh, they can find me any of those places. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. That's wonderful. Well, I really appreciate your time today. And um, I'm really thankful for the services that you provide. Because like I said, um my husband and I kind of live our lives just like that and not living those old scripted ways that, you know, kind of rewriting them through our relationship together. So I just got lucky that he had a lot of therapy and learned a lot from it. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> that was a good thing. <laughs> right, right. I got the, uh, I got the rewards from that as well. So that's pretty funny. Well, thank you so much again for being here today and, um, we'll definitely be in touch. Thank you. Thank you. sponsors include Blinky Minky Blankets, handmade double-sided minky blankets, highest quality and craftsmanship, creating your perfect blanket for your loved one as a special forever gift. Code word the mouth for discount today. By Danaball Legal Services. Avoid common legal mistakes and protect your small business. Dana makes it affordable for your Utah small business to avoid common legal mistakes with business operations, contracts, and employees. Get more information today at danaballlaw.com. By Moving with Autism, a service for autism families seeking real estate and design services that provide support for their child's development and family lifestyle. Natalie Castro is a Utah autism real estate specialist and autism sibling whose mission is to connect families to community support with sensory-friendly designs and relocation services. By Elevation Chiropractic Center. Get started on your path to full health. Elevation Chiropractic Center uses the upper cervical chiropractic technique to get results by identifying and solving the root issues of your medical condition quickly and safely. Elevation Chiropractic Center, Salt Lake City, Utah. This story is brought to you by Water and Body Basics, West Valley City, Utah.